0: You're listening to the Australian Water Association podcast series. I'm Ellen Fanning and I'm joined by Lisa Andersons, who's the coordinator of the water quality team at Mid Coast Council in New South Wales. And she's talking about her paper, Utilising Change Management Principles to Improve Public Health, One Water Main Repair at a Time. Lovely to be chatting to you, Lisa.
1: Hi, Ellen. Nice to be chatting. In New South Wales, uh,
0: there is a drinking water quality management system um, that all councils are required to follow. On reflecting on the requirements of that, where did um, Mid Coast Council see uh, deficits or at least room for improvement?
1: Well, we'd, we'd spent a lot of time on our catchment and then through our water treatment plants. So what we wanted to do then was look at opportunities for recontamination once the water had left the treatment plants. So we'd also done some work on reservoir integrity and backflow prevention. So the next logical step there was to look at network integrity and where there were opportunities for contamination around a water main repair or laying a new main. So that's where the focus was in this one.
0: There was a safe work method statement um, that council had to instruct in the repair process. What was missing though? What else did you think might be useful um, in order to meet these standards?
1: We did have a safe work method statement, but there was no focus specifically on hygiene. There was also no guidance on our water quality targets or how long we needed to flush for or what our disinfection options were. So it definitely needed some improvement and that's where this program stepped in.
0: And um, the change management pro program that was chosen was ADCAR, which is um, awareness, desire, knowledge, ability, reinforcement. Now, why did you grab that one off the shelf? What, what were the aspects of that that you thought would be most useful in driving this sort of change?
1: Well, we as a council were in the middle of a lot of big change. So previously we were a standalone water utility and then we'd just been merged into a general purpose council. So there was a lot of change going on in all of our areas of operation and just our general day-to-day work. So we wanted to use an approach that was going to make sure these changes were accepted and also sustainable in the long term. And we thought that ADCAR focused on each individual aspect fairly well there and that it was going to be something that we could use to our advantage.
0: And so the initial step as you describe it in the paper is to kind of agree on the problem Um, And if you went from catchment to tap, where did you identify the risk was?
1: We'd spent a fair bit of time and effort in our water treatment plants, getting our critical control points um, all online and working well. And then also out into the reticulation system, we had a reservoir integrity program and also a focus on backflow prevention. So we found that the next logical step there was to be looking at other ways for contamination to enter out in the reticulation system and the the repair of a water main and also laying the new mains is where we knew that we had some gaps and we needed to be able to improve that focus. It did also come out of a gap analysis that we had um, earlier that gave us a more specific um, focus on that.
0: And, and can you be more specific about what the risk of contamination was and what the contaminants were you were worried about?
1: Yeah, sure. So our crews work on both water and sewer jobs. So it's um, one set of tools, one set of boots, one truck. Um, So that was sort of the first thing that we needed to have a look at was it wasn't possible for us to split up um, some jobs at some teams working just on water and some working just on sewer. So we needed to come up with a way of how we could um, stop the cross contamination from sewer to water. So if your team had just been at a sewer job and then you were going to a water job, what are some of the things that you need to think about um, with a hygiene focus to stop that cross contamination? So cleaning of tools, um, changing your boots if appropriate, Um, putting on any protective gear that you may need and just generally making sure that all of the tools and the trucks and everything are kept in a condition that is going to promote that hygiene to make sure that we don't have that cross-contamination between sewer and water.
0: And some careful work went into being able to answer for the crews who are, of course, local residents, to be able to answer for them the question, what's in it for me? Now, that seems pretty self-evident. If you want to drink clean water out of the tap, there's a lot in it for you. But you actually went to the trouble of developing scenarios to really bring home to people what's really evident in the literature, which is the many cases of illness that relate uh, to main break repairs.
1: Yeah, that's right. We wanted to create a real sense of personal responsibility um, as you said, if the people in the community, um, drink the water out of the tap and so do our crews, but we sort of took it one step further and, uh, came up with a scenario around a school. So a lot of our crews have got, uh, kids that are school age and basically just saying, how would they feel if, um, there was a main break out the front of a school where their children attended and they just kind of rushed through it because it was Friday afternoon. They wanted to knock off didn't really flush for very long, didn't bother checking water quality at the end of it, thought, you know, near enough is good enough and got the water back on as quickly as they could so they could get on with the rest of their day. And how would they feel if they didn't perhaps do... The best job that they could have and that resulted in some contamination entering the water at the school and that their children and the classmates were directly affected by that. So it was basically just trying to drive home that message of um, having a personal responsibility for the water that we're supplying to the public. So
0: having got everybody's attention, (laughs) um, you note that um, training's pretty obvious. That's the K. That's the knowledge um, part of the whole thing. But you focused on who was delivering the training. Um, What's the sense behind that?
1: Well, we wanted to make sure that we had a trainer who was very knowledgeable Um, And also trusted, so someone that we had, uh, our organisation had worked with previously, but also someone that wasn't just, um, well, wouldn't be seen as, um, you know, a a manager or an engineer type profession that doesn't have any particular hands-on experience out in the field. Um, so that's why we were really happy with the trainer that we went with from hunter h2o um, to make sure that we got that um, the the trust from our crews listening to the trainer and it, as soon as he starts talking you can understand uh, how knowledgeable he is about all things to do with water and sewer so it it was a really big part of success of the program but also involving the right people at the right time. So making sure that we had uh, key stakeholders involved right from the beginning. Um, That included people from New South Wales Health and Department of Planning Industry and Environment um, and as well as our director and managers and coordinators to make sure that um, we were creating ownership of these procedures Uh, rather than just having someone telling us what to do. It was more about making sure that the way that we went about it was including the key stakeholders as we went along.
0: And the last two steps of the change management process relate to ability – Um, which is that hands-on training, and reinforcement, which is a longer-term proposition to ensure you've got successful implementation. What have you got to share about those two steps? Because I imagine they'd be pretty easy to check off, but that's where um, the success of the project actually lies, isn't it, Um, in ensuring that those um, new ways of doing things are bedded down and you truly have a sense of this is how we do things around here.
1: Yeah, that's right. So with ability, we wanted to make sure that we were going to be developing the ability to be able to participate in these activities long term. So we focused on um, hands-on training of the the water quality uh, monitoring equipment that the crews now use out in the field. So it was hands-on training of that and also in the theory side of things we used real life examples so the water quality results that we were using throughout the training were looking at an actual main break that some of the staff had attended Uh, so it made it a bit more um, practical for them as well. Um, As far as the reinforcement goes you're right, it is one of the most important steps and often forgotten. Um, But if you don't have that ongoing reinforcement, then there's a high chance that the whole program won't succeed in the longer term. So to do that, we made sure that we've um, supported the staff in an ongoing way to make sure these changes are for the long term, so this has included things like having some refresher training, um, having access to subject matter experts, being available if um, someone's out in the field conducting a main break repair and they need some assistance, either to talk them through the the water quality equipment or the process or anything like that. Just being able to have that sort of ongoing support, and also it's important to highlight and celebrate the successes as we go through um, to make sure that uh, people are aware that what they are doing is is working and it is benefiting um, the public by reducing that risk. So just the reinforcement is really important.
0: And finally, what were the outcomes when you, um, when you tested for E. coli, when you actually tried to figure out whether you'd made a difference, what did you come up with?
1: Well, I'm happy to say that every single test that we've done <laughs> um, after the new processes have been in place around the water main repairs have come up clear. So there's been no E. coli detected on any of the samples that have been collected after that process was done, so we're we're pretty happy with that outcome.
0: That's fantastic. And so I mean any key advice you have, and maybe a particular set of learnings that you came away with about how to induce that sort of enthusiastic change.
1: Yeah, we needed to make sure that we involved the right people at the right time so that was creating an ownership of these procedures and it was important that we had support from management right from the beginning. So when we were asked throughout the training, you know, these procedures are going to take a bit longer than what we're used to, is management aware of that? Management were actually in the room and saying, yes, not only are we aware of that but we are really supportive of these new procedures um, and you can't underestimate the importance of change management drivers. So there were a couple of people in particular throughout the project that really supported the staff all the way through and that, um, that can't be underestimated how important that is to be able to engage the staff and, um, and support them all the way through. Um, we did obviously come up with some against some challenges so we needed to listen to what the the concerns were and come up with some really practical solutions um, to alleviate those concerns. Um, and I guess to finish is the the reinforcement. you really need to be able to keep supporting the staff, um, keep checking to see that the procedures are working and give that feedback to, the staff to make sure that they understand um, how well things are going and celebrate the successes along the way.
0: Lovely. Thank you so much for telling us about that. That seems like an amazing um, transformation and a wonderful um, team building experience and an experience in um, a sort of a secondary experience, wasn't it, in getting people to understand and value um, the contribution that they make to a community um, within within a water utility?
1: Yes, it was. So it was not just about the actual project and and the water hygiene side of it, but also the way that we manage change in in this environment that we find ourselves in.
0: Lisa Andersons is the coordinator of the water quality team at Mid Coast Council. Thanks so much for speaking with me.
1: You're welcome. Thank you, Ellen.